Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. It's a winner's bracket showdown in the College World Series. Ryan Cole in that right-hand batter's box and the first pitch is swung on and popped up. Foul territory, playable. It'll be Blake Robertson that reaches, makes the catch, and then flips into the Notre Dame dugout, and he hung on to the ball! He hung on to the ball! Unbelievable! The first pitch of the game, he could have broke his neck! Here's the pitch. Reaches Horton, he pokes it into right center field. That's a base hit. PG walks home, and it's 1-0 OU. And now he kicks and fires, line drive, center field, base hit. Treadaway gets the windmill, up with it, Myers in center. Throw to the plate is cut off, he scores, and on to second goes Wally. It's 2-0 OU. First base side, it's a squeeze. There'll be a throw to first, and it's wild, it's down the line. A run scores, Jimmy headed to third. The ball is loose, they're going to wave him home. The throw goes into third base, Jimmy scores, and Clark is safe. And it's 4-0 OU. Shows bunt, swings away, line drive, left field, base hit by Nicholas. And here comes Wally. And the Sooners have a five-run lead. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. Here it comes. Got him. Looking. And the inning is over. 11 strikeouts for Cade Horton. And he does it in the College World Series. Unbelievable. Kicks and fires. Got him! Swinging! And you can unhitch the wagon! The Sooners are in the catbird seat in Omaha! Final score on a Sunday night. It's Oklahoma 6 and Notre Dame 2. Victory! When they start going boomer sooner, boomer sooner, boom, and all of a sudden that old that old uh, pitcher butt puckers like that, you know that that's that's spirit, man, you know. And they stay there, and they stay there, and they stay there. Well said, Skip. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> that's yeah. what Notre Dame was doing on that squeeze butt last night. Yeah, I know. I'll tell you, Skip, he's got a way with words now. He is uh, nah, he's awesome. He's a wordsmith. I mean, that's just brilliantly stated. I just love it. He, just, he doesn't church it up like some of those other coaches <laughs> mind. He just, he just lets it fly, man. It, it really it is extremely relatable. It's very relatable, actually. Yeah, I think he got his point across. Everyone knows exactly what he's talking about. Wow, man. It's fun, wasn't it? What a run. Uh, so fun watching this team, and they've got that. I I don't know. They're they're all locked in, total team effort. Uh, they've had a couple of things happen already: broken hand uh, on a hit by pitch, and had guys have to step up and make plays. And they've done exactly that, man. It's it's cool to see a team just really rise to the occasion, and it. It's almost better this way where there's not a long season that is 
you know, you're just burdened with expectations and what if we don't do this and gosh, we have to do that. And they just show up. They're at that moment and everyone's just playing, playing baseball. Well, they're playing with house money right now, you know, and I I think the most impressive thing throughout the past two games is, you know, it it had been a while since OU made the college world series. So I think a, a lot of these times, especially with the team that's younger, you have to fight the feeling of satisfaction a little bit. Agreed. You know, like, we made it here, and if we go 2-Q, and Q, man, it's still a great season. It's the greatest season we've had in over a decade. But clearly, they fought that satisfaction. They're not just down with just spending a few days in Omaha and going home. They're in, as Toby said it last night, the catbird seat with a real chance. I mean, a, a real chance to yeah. win a national championship in this thing. And one thing that I told Parker last hour that really struck me last night is, you know, a lot of people across the country, not in the Southeast, but a lot of people in the country, it's, you know, their interest in college baseball has wavered off a little bit because of the speed of the game and for various different reasons. Um, OU does not, this OU team does not represent that, man. They are as aggressive on the bases as I've seen from a college baseball team in a while. They hit it well. They pitch it well. They're just a fun, exciting team to watch. And I think one that there's a lot of OU fans right now that are probably watching OU baseball for the first time this year. That's fine. But I think those people are saying, dang, this team's like really fun and a fun team to watch. No, they are. They are. Credit uh, Reggie Willits with that offense. Um, Skip handed it over to him and said, do what you want with it. And they've turned it into – uh, a really fun group that's got a lot of speed that is a really aggressive whenever they're on the bases and they get on base a lot they take a lot of walks they have a lo- lot of long at bats uh it i don't know man it translates well it's been fun and i get it there are a bunch of people uh coming on board late but you know, that's what it takes to get people away from other things. You got to start winning, man. Yeah, and I don't think that you should ever say, no, we're one of the, if you weren't here in the beginning, like, no, this is one of the great things about this run because nothing else is going on right now, man. I mean, this is a huge, this is the perfect opportunity for OU baseball to kind of help grow that fan base a little bit more, right? Yep. And a deep run in Omaha is the best way to do it. National championships the best way to do it. So if people are coming late, who cares, man? It, at right. least they're there. That's right. Uh, you get all the fans you can when you can. And right now uh, people are starting to to wake up and be engaged. And it's fun, rightfully so. Because uh, as you look at this thing, knocked off A&M, knocked off Notre Dame, Texas is out of it. Looking at an elimination game right now um, on the other side of the bracket, and Stanford may get knocked out of this thing. That's your two seed. It's wide open at that point. I mean, boomer sooner, boomer <laughs> sooner, boom. and all of a sudden that old that old uh, pitcher butt puckers like that, you know. <laughs> Telling you that's what's happening to the opponents. I expect that to happen to A&M or uh, Stanford at 1 p.m. Or A&M or Notre Dame at 1 p.m. on Wednesday. Are we going to start to get way more people making the trip up there? Is- Dude, okay. I um, Coming off a, a week from vacation, this is the absolute worst time for me to try to make it up to Omaha. Right. My God, that place. <laughs> but um, I would, that, that doesn't mean that I don't really want to try and make it work somehow. 
Are you telling me you'd have to hitchhike up there to... Uh... I'm serious. I, uh, <laughs> after the $80 pineapple drinks we had right when we Woo. walked in the door, it was bologna sandwiches from there on out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just going to not eat the rest of the time. You guys go ahead. $23 just for the hollowed out pineapple. Not the drink, just the hollowed out pineapple. $23 a piece, bro. That's the cup, like you're. Well, it, that's yeah. My wife wanted to drink in a pineapple, which is cool, man. And Did you I get to reuse the pineapple. <laughs> no, I, that probably was an extra fifteen dollars. <laughs> yeah, is no the the drink is sold separately. The pineapple hollowed out, which we can find anywhere on the island, is twenty three bucks by itself. Jeez, that's yeah. weird. That's weird. It's almost as worth uh, worst as your uh, five hundred dollar lunch that you had. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, Twenty three dollars for the pineapple, huh? Okay. I'll have a uh, I'll have a water in the hollowed out pineapple. Oh, that's Thank five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Okay. So you're feeling the uh, the vacation blues like I was, oh huh? Oh my gosh. I mean, we're not gonna leave the house for at least four more months. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be watching the fireworks this July fourth. We will not be buying any this year. Yeah. That's. I, I feel like that's going to be a, a non-starter, the fireworks on 4th of July. I have a feeling it's going to be outlandishly expensive. But you'll be happy to know that I completely embarrassed myself on this trip before yes. we even touch foot on the island. You knew it, dude. It's always inevitable. I do something stupid. Are you telling me you got the chips and salsa on the plane again? Okay, so that was, <laughs> yes. No, 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 worse, worse than that. But Teddy is referencing <laughs> when I went, um, this was right when, uh, I think this was during COVID, actually. We had to wear masks on the flight. I ordered chips and salsa like a moron and spilled it all over myself and broke my mask at the same time. That was cool. No, dude, this was worse. So I uh, partook in a couple of things in uh, this vacation that I never do before. I ate a lot of fish which was actually a great move on my part. And LSD? And rum. I did uh, a lot of rum. fish okay. and a lot of rum on this trip. All right. So uh, we're uh, we're in the Denver to Maui flight. And I thought, you know what? We're on our way there. Let's just go ahead and get started, man. I'm going to go ahead and get some rum. And they didn't have like any pineapple juice or anything like that. So I just go with the Coke and yeah. just a Coke and a rum, whatever. Yeah. And so you know on, on like a flight where it's kind of 50-50. Like sometimes you order a Coke and they just pour it in that cup and then just give you the cup. And right. other times they'll pour it in the cup and then give you like half yeah, of the can. They'll set the can down, right. yeah. Well, in this particular situation, they gave me both the cup and the can. Right. So they were sitting there on the uh, tray table right in front of me. Um, yeah, <laughs> and we can all guess where this is going. Mind you, I just bought two new pairs of shorts for a vacation the day before because <laughs> we're upper middle class, went to Old Navy and bought those things. And, and I, I'm guessing this is, you just got to 10,000 feet and they dumped the sign off and yeah. you're just getting going Unbuckle on the, the flight. the seatbelt, having a good time. God, we're going to Maui. Let's go, man. I got a rum and coke in hand. This is what you work all year for. We've got six hours left of a flight, but let's get started. And the started. tray table was a little bit, it wasn't the sturdiest, so I was, mm -hmm. all that to say I knocked it. In these shorts that I have on are khaki shorts, so it looked like I peed my pants everywhere, all right? 
<laughs> so I, when I tell you that the cup part of it spilled on me, I, I'm telling the entire cup of it. I mean, it's it's all dumped right in the all lap. over the place, and it wasn't like a freak situation where turbulence happened or anything. No, nah, it's just me because I'm a moron, and it happened to me. So I got to get up right in the aisle. Everyone can see that I got giant wet spots all over the front of my shorts. But you know what? We're still going to Maui, okay? So you regroup a little bit. I dry myself off in the bathroom. Took me about 10 minutes. I've got brown Coke stains all over my brand new shorts, but life could be worse, right? Um, Charlotte, our 11-year-old that was with us, she's playing cards. I, I get sit down. I'm all good now. I'm actually dry somehow, but there's stains all over. She's playing cards next to me. She drops a card on the ground. Um, she sticks her head down to pick up the card. She's sitting right next to me. That's when her head knocks over the other half of the Coke can that's filled, and the rest of the Coke fills right in my lap again, all in like a 30-minute time frame. When I tell you that we were the row on this giant airplane where everyone was like, oh, my God, what's with these people? We were the row on the airplane where everyone said, Oh my God! Who are these people? Oh, wow. two spilt drinks in the same place, right on my lap, in the same flight. That's <laughs> oh, the Griswolds uh, going on vacation. It was rough, man, that is amazing. Well, all in all, did you have a good time though? Had a good time. I actually like um, unplugged from this. Look at from you. work a little bit. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Look yeah. at you! You're 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 stealing a page out of my book. Yeah, no, it was great. It was a little bit annoying. I guess a lot of Californians were there. I don't know. I swear to you, I I didn't know a Warriors fan or saw a Warriors shirt or jersey five years ago. Right. But seventy five percent of that place had Warriors stuff on. Wow. It's amazing how you know that coming just out all of, the of a woodwork. sudden randomly happens. Kind of like uh, OU baseball fans coming out of the woodwork exactly. out of nowhere. Yeah. Everyone's showing up in Omaha at the uh, championship parade. Everyone's going to be there. We were. With you the whole time yeah well uh that's good glad you're back we've got plenty to get into now you left right after college world series right um is that, no is that i league, i no? was in the air for the virginia tech game three of the super regional right i left after the uh the i thought softball. you left in the regular season matchup <laughs> for the Texas i left tech. after the spring game <laughs> that's what it felt like. <laughs> we haven't done a show in like three weeks it's I been a think. long time it's been a long time, um, but man, it, it's, I don't know that we thought that whenever we did get back on air together that OU baseball would be in the uh, catbird seat up in Omaha, 2-0 no. right now, knock off Notre Dame who beat the one seed in Tennessee, uh, just dismantled the five seed Texas A&M in the opening game of uh, the College World Series, is looking really good. Pitchers are throwing well. Cade Horton has he, – Is he not a dude, man? Unbelievable. I mean, just, you know, first full season. Like, that is the biggest – the eyes of the sports world were on the College World Series last night. Mm-hmm. And he's just out there pumping 97, throwing this filthy slider. He the really learned how to throw money. three weeks ago. It's like, yeah, three weeks ago in the Big 12 tournament – um, one of my teammates really showed me how to throw this slider, and he has 11 strikeouts. It's just like, that is big time. That's big time stuff that just go out there and have that performance. Man. One of his teammates taught him how to throw the slider? During the Big 12 tournament, yes. And now it looked as filthy as it was last night. <laughs> well, I love you, Skip Johnson, but isn't that your job? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. And that's the thing with this team, man, is I don't – 
I mean, if you were to come up with the you know three most important players during this run, I don't know where you start. Um, Spikerman, young kid, has been huge for this team. Treadaway, the old guy on this team, has been huge. Peyton Graham's been great. Cade Horton just talked about Jimmy Crooks. One through nine in this lineup, um, they've all contributed in their own. Yeah, Kendall Pettis. Uh, speaking of the nine hole, yeah, I, it's just crazy. Th- this whole team is. I mean. Peyton Graham is their best player, and Tanner Treadaway is doing incredible things in the postseason, but it's not just those two guys. I mean, it's it's everyone at this point, and you just kind of have the feeling, man, that this team is destined. I mean, they've already accomplished something special here, but I'm, I'm telling there's a real chance here this team wins a national championship. I don't know. That's what it's feeling like. It's wild. Uh, it's funny. You know, I heard uh, – Talk to Toby about just kind of like what where that moment was in the season. He talked about all the guys getting healthy at the same time. He said whenever they first played Spikerman, like halfway through the season, and he was on the um, the starting lineup card that they gave him right before the game, he thought they had one of the players from the other team like a, put the wrong name in the lineup. And he had to, he's like, who's Spikerman? <laughs> and I think you put the I think you put some the wrong person or something on the lineup card. And they're like, no, we're going we're going to give Spikerman a shot tonight. And started that game and hasn't hasn't looked back. It started every single game since. So uh, pretty amazing how far they've come and some of the guys that have gotten healthy and it all just really came together at the right time and they took advantage of some opportunities and. And here you go. Yeah. Ben Abram, thanks, text line. He's the one that taught Kate Horton that slider in Arlington. So here's how you throw a slider. You just put, you know, just get the ball like this, put your fingers on these seams right here, and just, you know, you know flick your wrist like this. It's crazy. Oh, okay. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, you may have to give that guy a, a piece of your – Massive signing bonus whenever you go to the majors wow. uh, after the way you're throwing that's, it right now. That's the only downside is <laughs> this is like Kate Horton's first real season because he got Tommy John. Right. Um, he actually is draft eligible because he turns 21 so right. early. I heard Plank talking about so that. So this, this, this draft that's coming up, someone may back up the Brinks truck for him. Yeah. Because I, 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 there's not a long history – of him dominating at this level, but Teddy, 97's 97, you know? Um, Not a whole lot of guys can throw 97 miles per hour with the off-speed that he has. There's a a real chance someone just throws a ton of money at him in this draft, and he could could be gone. And he's a a big dude, too. I I don't know. Yeah. Well, he was a quarterback. I called his games at Norman High. He's a starting quarterback for three years. Yeah, yeah. Um, fascinating. Auburn, Stanford on right now. Elimination game. Auburn's got Stanford down 4-2. So, uh, we'll see where it goes, see where it ends up. This is, uh, it's been a lot of fun. All right, let's hit a quick opening timeout. Hit us on the text line, 651-3439, Air Comfort Solutions text line. We'll be back. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. You're home for Sooner fans.
It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We're back for the first time in a long time. So let's get it going on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. 405-651-3439. Actually, we got a lot to get to on the uh, text line, so let's do that now. First, why doesn't the College World Series cross seeds for losers like the Women's College World Series? Well, I feel like the Women's College World Series is really the only tournament that does it the way that they do. Most tournaments, 18 tournaments, uh, are conducted like this College World Series in Omaha. So why why do they? I, I don't know why the women's college world series does cross I, it over I, just I to know. to get different new matchups, maybe. perhaps, and uh, maybe it's a little more fair that oh I, I said maybe fair is not the the right word, um, but maybe gives a, the loser a little bit better opportunity to continue if you know one team can take advantage of whatever their weakness may be. I, I don't know what that is, but um, I don't know why they don't do it. I don't know why the the women do. I don't know which is better. I think, at least for baseball, I think in softball maybe it's a little bit different because the same pitchers typically go. I think because they play the two brackets play on different days, it makes it a little more difficult to cross it over, right? Sure. Uh, Tyler, your airplane story made me laugh so hard I lost my breath. Yeah, it's the <laughs> great thing about me going on vacation. One, you don't have to listen to me for a whole week, but two, I come back with a story where I absolutely embarrass myself in public. Normally, it happens on the plane before I even get there. So, yeah, all right, Tyler's going on vacation. Go have some fun, relax, and please embarrass yourself I'm for us, I'm never please. ordering anything on a plane ever again. Because clearly I can't handle it, whether it's chips and salsa or a drink or whatever it is. There's still too much child. I just, I can't, I'm not doing it anymore. Maybe it's your embarrassing. wife uh, next time can put your rum and coke in a sippy cup for you. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it's two, not a bad idea. Two hands no, I'll ruin side. that too somehow. I have zero confidence now. Zero. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, wow. But I did go on a, uh, <laughs> we went snorkeling. Yeah. Wednesday. It was like one of the best days of my life. Really? Yeah, it was, it was cool. Um, they just wanted to see one sea turtle. So right. if we just see one sea turtle, then it's a successful Success. day, which I felt pretty good about going into this thing. It was a, an all-you-can-drink boat where you go snorkeling. Now, not so much before you actually go snorkeling. It was more kind about the, the couple home. hours where you sail around or whatever. But, yeah, it was a all-you-can. They feed you twice and all-you-can-drink snorkeling. Buddy, we um, – the first place we stopped, we see two sea turtles. So it's like, all right, there we go. Money That's in the it. bank. We're all good now. Second place we stopped, uh, a hurricane ripped through this little area in the 80s. So it had all this, like this old pier at the bottom. It looked like an old shipwreck oh, or something. Yeah, that's cool. So there were like 40 sea turtles down there, some white tipped sharks that were down below. Yeah. And uh, we're a little nervous. Uh, nah, not me, man. <laughs> and then uh, remember, I had a uh, had a little rum on the oh, on yeah. the boat there before we went. That down would there. be like you to embarrass yourself and get your leg chewed yeah. up by a shark yeah, in front of the cool. whole group. Anything for the show, right? <laughs> and then we sail back, and there's dolphins on both sides of the boat, like That's jumping cool. out of the water. It was cool, though. Now, did you? I don't know where Pearl Harbor is. It may not even be on that island. No, it, that's we're in Maui, and that's in Oahu. Okay, so, yeah couple islands away i figured that maybe you'd want to go by and see that but that's cool very very yeah. well done uh this team reminds me of the 94 baseball mantra of 25 guys pulling on the same rope i think there's a lot of similarities there man just because it like 
we mentioned starters and position players being clutch right now, but the relievers are clutch right now too, man. Trevin yeah. Michael has been great for a while, but he's best in those big game settings. Um, I it's just it, uh, yeah, I I think that this is the closest thing that we've seen to that since 1994. It's you know some guy gets hit on the hand, Teddy, and he's out for the rest of the tournament. And then you just think, well, whoever they put in there at DH is going to come through, and I, I still have that faith that th- that's going to happen with this team. Right. If this team is like the 94 team, who are the two softball coaches that are going to come off of this roster? Uh, Peyton Graham looks like a softball coach, definitely, with that tall, slender frame that he has. And I, I think, unfortunately, he may be spending – well. Un- only unfortunate for uh, softball teams, he may be spending a lot of time in the league. I think Kate Horton with that arm sleeve that okay. he has could also be a uh, softball team as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, what else we got? Uh, okay, Kendall says the pitcher has to worry about all nine guys to the lineup. There's no let up, yes. Ask Teddy about wearing his wife's shirt to his son's game on Sunday. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, huh. yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and I appreciate the text. That's uh, just Teddy's normal T-shirt up. size. That wasn't his wife's shirt. It looked like it. This is probably his normal shirt, though. Here's what happened. We had a we had a baseball tournament over the weekend. Okay, Saturday we had a couple of games, and then we had another early game on Sunday, and Saturday. After uh, playing in the heat and sweating all the way through, my shirt, my entire shirt was covered in sweat. Uh, tossed it in the washer, whatever, when we got home. Didn't complete the uh, the entire wash cycle, so I didn't have a clean shirt. And unfortunately, um, as a coach, you've got to wear the team shirt. I had to wedge into – now, here's the was thing. Was your belly button sticking out yesterday? <laughs> it was Waving not, kids around first? It was not a crop top, okay? Um, well, Teddy has a pierced belly button. I didn't know that until he wore his wife's shirt. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got, a, I've got a tattoo around the belly button. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm, I really appreciate you bringing that up. That's, um, that's well done. Can the third base coach get pulled from a game? He cost us four runs last night. <laughs> oh, where I was at watching the game, woo, buddy. Um, Not happy? There was a call for uh, Mr. OU to be the third base coach last night from uh, the friends that I was watching with. Well, I don't know. I So I saw the the play today. I didn't, get, I, I didn't see it last night. Uh, for one reason or another, it was when I happened to not be watching the game. And uh, I, I really don't know what to say. It was a mistake. It was uh, a mistake that unfortunately happened with the uh, – it was a critical moment, and it did cost the team, but – I don't think there's reason to make more of it than than really what it was. Um, you were about to be let off the hook for uh, an egregious uh, trying to take third type of play anyways. So really it's kind of like a ball don't lie situation. Uh, you almost got away with it. It just, it looks really, it lo- in my opinion, it looks way worse than it is. It looked pretty bad, though. <laughs> yes, it did. Yes, it yeah. did. Uh, you've heard – everyone's heard it about 50 times by now. Never make the first or third out at third. That's why this team's so exciting, though. They made the first and the third out 
in a winner's bracket game in the College World Series, and really you never felt like that game was in doubt. That, that's, right. how, that's how well they're playing right now. The only thing I'll say, and, I, and I'll totally hear the response to, well, that's just how they play, and that's mm-hmm. it's 100% true. It's how they played all year long. So on one side you get that play, but on the other side with the chaos that you create, yeah. You get the pitcher throwing it up the right field line and scoring a couple runs on a safety squeeze. The only thing is they were squaring up the ball so well, especially yeah. early in that game, that I would have felt pretty good with just a runner on second with nobody out. But, you know, that's that's how they play. That's fine. And they, they ended up winning the game. Now, I'll defer to you on this, but... Probably should. I will definitely... Um, was it on how to spill drinks on an airplane? Is that <laughs> our next topic here? No, but this one is still in your wheelhouse. This is still in your wheelhouse. I've got to imagine whenever you're scouting, preparing for a team, and you know how aggressive they are on the base paths, like that is a coaching point for, the, for your team before you go out and play some defense. And knowing that, I imagine that whether it's needed or not, you try to speed up everything that you do, and that's probably creates way more mistakes. It's in the back than of your typical. mind, man. Right. Yeah, it's it's no different than I guess to use like a, a football analogy here, a wide receiver going over the middle and all week long in film, he's watched this six two, two hundred and fifty pound strong you know, safety mm-hmm. corner or nickel, whatever, come up and just destroy people over the middle, right? It's right. in the back of your mind. Same thing as yeah, a pitcher, an infielder, an outfielder, you know these guys are gonna be super aggressive and when you're aggressive, it causes mistakes, just yeah. like it did last night for Notre Dame. And you know what? It's going to happen again with whoever they play Wednesday. If they make it to the championship series, it's it's going to generate some runs somehow. Now, whose who's call is it? Uh, my guess is it's, it's probably more often than not the player's decision on rounding second going to third. I mean – the third base coach is going to be telling yeah. you, but so what? What you're really supposed to do is, you know, right before you hit second base, right before you touch second base, especially if the ball's in right field, you can't right. see it. Right. So you really got to defer to your third base coach. Now, if the ball's in front of you, if it's in left field, it's one of those where kind of do what the right. third base coach is telling you to. But if you think you can make it with the balls in front of you, that's fine. But you you, you better get there. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, There's going to be some of those plays, and my guess is at this point in the season, they're going to say we're going to continue to be aggressive. No, I hope so. I hope so. I mean, I I wouldn't expect any different, but I hope that those two situations last night don't make them, you know, tap the brakes or anything. Because, honestly, this this is the situation. That pressure, continuing to put the pressure on the defense to make the throws and make the tags, really led to that would have been another run unless the catcher was over there backing up, which I, the catcher wouldn't have been. Some unless someone was over there backing up, yeah, it would have been another run had it unfortunately not hit the third base coach yeah. and caused an out. Yeah, sure. So, but on the you know Peyton Graham steals second base earlier in the dang. game. Um, then he advances on a, a ball to the shortstop that, woo, that's yeah. 
Ball's yeah. in front of you. You really stay there. He took a chance. And, again, they're aggressive on the pace. That worked out in a run. But if he doesn't steal second base, he gets doubled up right there. It's right. a double play ball right after. So there's there's good and bad with it, but it seems like it's been mostly good for OU. So you can Boy. actually kind of live with it a little bit. How, how, how about him stealing third, too? And well, taking he, the cleat across the chest. He's what? He was the first player in the College World Series since Barry Bonds to have four hits and two stolen bases in the same game. It's crazy. He's he's well over thirty stolen bases this year. After what seven and eight in the years previous? Yeah. Um, I wonder if Barry Bonds was as big of a jerk in college as he was in <laughs> real life as an adult. It's it's easier to steal bases in college whenever you're not you don't look like the. Um, the Fox NFL promo robot with all of the <laughs> yeah. gear all over him. Your your head was four times smaller, so he, he could steal. He could steal a lot back then. All right. uh, by the way, uh, real quick, current College World Series odds to win it all: Stanford plus twenty five hundred, Auburn plus twelve hundred, A and M plus a thousand, Notre Dame plus eight hundred, Arkansas plus three thirty, Ole Miss plus three hundred. OU is the favorite at plus one fifty. Wow, Woo, buddy! How about that? Um, Texas is the only one not listed. Still the only team eliminated oh as of this moment Dude, right now. The merchandise shop up there, the minute they were eliminated, <laughs> was like 50% off College World <laughs> Series t-shirts for eliminated teams. Ah, oh, that was so great. The pillow fight between A&M and Texas, they finally had to play each other in something. Ah, oh, it's just miraculous. Hell, I'd be tempted to buy it right now just to get something 50% off. Just a little break from all the other still price bucks. gouging everywhere. It's pretty crazy. Alright, quick time out. More from the rush coming up hour number one rolls on Homosuter fans, it is The Ref, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, we are The Rush. You want to give away a couple tickets here? Let's give away a couple tickets. Sure. We're going to be giving away two tickets every single day this week to the inaugural Coach V 212 Foundation Ladies Football Clinic. Um, this looks like it's going to be a lot of fun for all of you ladies out there. Saturday, July 16th, it's going to be a fun-filled day of learning from OU coaches and players, interactive demonstrations. Punt, pass, and kick stations, facility tours, autograph and photo sessions, special guests, Q&A, shopping, so much more. Um, and all, um, all all the proceeds will be donated to the Coach V 212 Foundation. So I, I don't Very know cool. if you have any other details about this, but basically, Teddy, it sounds like it's going to be a behind-the-scenes look for all the ladies out there at kind of the everyday going-ons of the uh, OU football program. Yeah. It's a unique um, experience. Seems pretty cool. Try and uh, reach out to a little bit different base there and uh, draw some new new people into OU football, get them interested, get them involved a little bit. So should be a lot of fun for the ladies out there. Yeah. Uh, first one to text us, 212 at 405-651-3439. Uh, I'm going to give you two free tickets to the event. How does that sound, huh? Yep. 212, text it, 405-651-3439. Guys, don't ruin this and say, well, just give mine to a first responder or something <laughs> like that, all right, ladies? Or, I, you know what, guys, you can text and give it to your wife or your girlfriend or maybe your daughter wants to go, whatever. Just make sure that they are actually used. 
Oh, there we go. I'm seeing the the 212s rolling in. All right. Got us a winner. Good stuff. Good. 3022, you are the uh you are the winner of that. Awesome. But we'll be giving away two tickets to that um every single day this week. Have well, you have you been uh, all in on the jello shot count up there in Omaha? Like I have. Have you been seeing seeing that on Twitter? I saw some of that last night. Yes. Uh Pretty amazing. I was really blown away by the price of the Jello shot. Four dollars and fifty cents. Yeah, and just doing some quick uh, mental math, I've come up with well over, and I don't know where it is today, but as of last night, well over thirty thousand dollars in Jello shots. No, okay, going. Through last night, right? And Arkansas right. and Ole Miss had the most Jello shots purchased. They've only played one game through the first three days. Thirty-five thousand six hundred and forty-nine dollars. Now, the bar that does this just tweeted out like fifty-eight seconds ago a receipt. Some Arkansas fan just bought one hundred, two hundred, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred Jello shots in one single transaction uh, that runs two thousand two hundred and fifty dollars and fifty cents. Yeah, before. What do you tip? What do you what do you tip on uh, five hundred Jello shots purchased? What do you tip on that? Oh, I, I I don't know. Is, is that not the most brilliant idea ever? Yeah, though? make the fan bases compete oh with each other. Oh my gosh! Because Mississippi State had like close to twenty five hundred last year, and Arkansas fans have already destroyed that. I, all I could take from it is they've got over they've got around four thousand right now. Yeah, uh, all I all I took from it was. Get ready for when you go to the SEC. I seriously, man. It's it's um it's going to be a bit more of a party than I think we're used to. But I think Oklahoma fans can get down. Um, you know it. I I think this this trip to Omaha caught the fan base by surprise a little bit. Um, I think. The momentum they build off of this has to be huge in recruiting, has to be huge in some of the other things going on with with the facility upgrades and all of that stuff. I mean, they're catching all of this right at the right time. This is the perfect time for them to make a run. Um, You know, if you could turn this into – I'm not suggesting that they're going to make the – make Omaha every single year, but if you start getting your fan base – um, a little more prepared to possibly take this trip, then you'll probably get a lot more people up there. This is kind of like a drinking boot camp for OU fans <laughs> in Omaha, it if you is. think about it, right? Arkansas and Ole Miss fans buying around 4,000 Jello shots yeah. each for four fifty a pop. It's mini camp before, it really is, before the football season. It really is. Um, I don't know. Is, is OU a uh, – is it a Jello shot fan base? What is the, like – preferred drink of the OU fan base because Bama bombs are a thing. They put like soaked cherries in vodka and they huh. eat them called Bama bombs. Bama bombs. Um, LSU drinks everything under the sun, including bourbon, most notably. <laughs> right. I, uh, I, I don't I don't know what OU is. OU just a straight beer crowd? Cheap beer crowd? I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, we've got like the swirl and stuff like that around campus, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know what your your drink of choice would be like. A shot of choice for Sooner fans, whether you're at the the 
college world series or at a, you know, a big national championship football game or whatever it might be. It's time to possibly create one, I guess. Yeah. We got to create a cool new drink. Um, Nothing with pickle juice, all right, because that's mm. disgusting. And I know that's like the latest trend, and a lot of people like to do that, but I'm out on that one. Not disgusting and not the latest trend. We did that in college. <laughs> Let's make it a return like everything else. I'm, I think we call. I think it was called like a Pick, – Pickleback? Well, I was introduced to it somehow, and it was called like a Sam Hill hooker or something like that. Oh, great name. <laughs> I, where it comes from, I have no clue, but – the pickle juice does an amazing job of making the uh, the whiskey shot disappear somehow. Uh, text line saying, uh, obviously, tequila here. I don't know. That'd be a different that, – that'll be an OU Texas uh, OU crowd every single game if that's what happens. That was a tequila crowd last year in Dallas. If tequila turns into the drink of choice for Sooner fans – um, be ready for some wild atmospheres coming up uh, in, uh, in some future sports. We're going to have to change the colors to uh, purple and gold from uh, crimson and cream. <laughs> yeah. A bunch of LSU fans. <laughs> All right, we got to hit a timeout. Quick break. More from the rush coming up. Keep the text coming. We see them there on the Air Cover Solutions text line 651-3439. We'll be back. Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you our number one of the rush on this Reaction Monday. We're reacting to OU off to a 2-0 start in Omaha at the College World Series. Uh, another one of my big takeaways from last night's game. You know, there's some programs in certain uh, sports where you say, God, they just don't even look like they belong here. Like Kansas and football, like their uniforms. It's like, can you like at least try not to look like a basketball school, you know? <laughs> Same thing with Duke's football uniforms. It's like you're so much of a basketball school, you can't even help it. Notre Dame last night, man. What was what that? What was that? It looked like bad wallpaper on the pipings of their pants and jerseys. Ooh, so the gold weird. helmets look awesome in football. Not so much in in baseball. Well, I wouldn't have had a problem. I wouldn't have had a problem with the helmet. Had it was really just the the piping or the striping or whatever that was, just didn't didn't really work. They've got great colors and and you know have the have the potential for a really good baseball uniform. They just stepped way outside the box. At a big moment, and maybe they've worn stuff like that all year. I don't know, but I, I it's the first thing that I saw when I turned the television on, and I was like, ooh, ooh, huh, man, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Notre Dame fans like it, but it would have been 
probably like if the baseball team took the the field and bring the wood uh, right. uniforms. It, it is a uh, it is like when you're playing baseball as a kid and you can tell how good the other team is based on how good their uniforms <laughs> right. are. I wonder if OU stepped out last night and said, "Oh, these guys suck. Yeah. There's no way we're losing to these guys. Look at their uniforms. Yeah. They're awful." It's always scary when the other team all has the same backpack and uh, all of that stuff. But whenever it's a hodgepodge, uh, you got a good shot. Yeah, that was that was very interesting. Shocked, frankly, that given the spotlight, they'd pull that off. Unless there's some meaning to it that I don't know, and that very well could be. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two is next.